You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There's nothing big going on today, right? Though? No, there's, there? is there like a sport game that you need to predict or something? A sport game? You Are you really using the term sport <laughs> no, game? No, I know. I was oh, just trying to... Oh, that's so... I can't that. even piece together any other anything else because that's all... The thing that might not be happening today is all I can think about. What are you guys doing? Arting today or something? What's going Ew, on? Ew, arting? Yeah, it's the same thing as sport balling. That's the same I that's didn't the same say term. sport ball. I would never say sport ball. Okay, it sounded like that you did No. That. Anyway, but there's nothing else going on today, Absolutely so this is all we have to talk not. about, clearly. Hello, yes. everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us because today is a very monumentous day in our nation. Today, oh my God, the country is going to the polls, placing their votes on many different things, but most importantly, who will be the next president of the United States of America. This is the last broadcast we will have where President Obama is, well, he's our president. He'll be our president until January, but yeah. still, before we have a president-elect. Before the decision assuming, has been made. Assuming we will have a president-elect tomorrow morning. Uh, by tomorrow morning. This is the last day of that. And uh, Oh, Greg's doing a whole Stephen Colbert, like, uh, John Stewart thing with the pen over there. Oh, was tapping I? Tapping the table. Oh, yeah. I was tapping the table mm-hmm. with it. Well, that wasn't intentional. But anyway, I wanted to say that. So today... For this show, we're not going to go in depth on politics because you can find that every single place ever right now. No, and now, as we always as talk about, as far as what's happening right now, we like to serve as a distraction, you yes. know, with all the like, you know the crazy bullshit that's going on in the world. I mean, we want to address that? Yes, we are extremely well aware that it's actually happening today. <laughs> Maybe they thought we weren't aware, Sarah. <laughs> Maybe what? they didn't. What's I don't going know. on? What's happening? Um, so that is all happening. <laughs> Right now. And what we did want to do was talk about this. I was trying to remember, you know, the first time I voted because the, in Oregon, it's a little bit different than a lot of places around the country in that um, we have vote by mail. So we get our ballots. And I know some people don't. Um, well, a lot of people don't have this. They're waiting in line to go vote right now. And we get our ballots couple of weeks, maybe three weeks, month before the election, and you get to vote then. You can mm. vote whenever you want, mail it back. You can drop it off all, all the way up until 8 p.m. today here in wherever you are in Oregon. But it is wonderful to vote that way. And I don't think I've ever voted another way now that I think about it. No, I haven't either. I voted uh, in, 90, or in 2000, I guess, in, when I was in London. Yeah. And I had to vote by mail, but that was when I was well. A, yeah, a so you Washington, voted by mail. Yeah, Washington State resident. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had to punch the. Uh, I've never had to the punch chads. the thing. I've. All, I kind of want. Yeah, that's what they call that the hanging chad. Do you not remember that? That's what you call it. when you punch through. Oh boy, this is a whole thing. So when you punch through, when you the go to like a real, when a real else. ballot where you actually punch through with like a pen or uh, or whatever they have their little voting sticks. Yeah. So when you punch through the hole to the, signify who you're voting for, the, what comes out that tiny little piece of paper that it punches out that's called a chad. And so the hanging Chad is the whole thing from the 2000 election because that was the big dispute in Florida because, you know, Gore and Bush were tied, virtually tied, and they kept recounting them. And they were trying to figure out the hanging Chads of if, the, if it wasn't punched all the way out, was that a vote? There's, there's m- many movies that have been made about this, about the hanging Chads. Right, that's how I know that phrase, right? Is that like slang for something else, too? Not, not that I know of. I mean, okay. that's what I, I – I don't know. I mean, that's a hanging Chad. That's what, that's what it is. Weird. So the things are uh-huh. called Chads. Yeah, uh-huh. 
And they'll still exist uh, in other places all around the country. Yeah. I keep forgetting I'm old, so I know all this stuff. Uh, Mm. Yeah. The Hanging Chad. Yes. Brick Rutherford in the chat, our friend, says, a Hanging Chad sounds like a passage from Tops to Bottoms. That's what it totally sounds (laughs) like to me, like a Hanging Chad. Oh, I wonder how many many porn spoofs were made of Hanging Chad. I bet. Google it. Sarah, you go ahead and Google it. You already have dirty things in your Google history anyway. So, uh, you know, that way I'm I'm clean from it. Hanging Chad. (laughs) That is probably absolutely the case. Uh, But I do remember remember going to those. Actually, Keelan in the live chat. So if you're a live listener, funemploymentradio.com slash live. So I just kind of jumped into it. Also, don't forget to go to, uh, no matter what happens today, no matter how the election works out in your favor or against or what happens with this country, there's one thing that's for sure that will be here tomorrow, most likely, and that's to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link if you're going to be doing any shopping. Whatever it is that you need, uh, whatever it is, it's going to help you get through. What I can promise you tomorrow is that we will both be hungover. Uh, well, no, I won't be. I will really? not be. No, I I got to get up early in the morning tomorrow and work. You'll be the only person be in the camera. world that probably. I, I probably, yeah. 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 But I got to be on camera at like 8 a.m., so I, I okay. can't be. Have um, a good time with that. What I can guarantee, though, <laughs> the most important thing is that you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. That's going to be safe, Sa- a safe thing to do. That's a safe thing to do. It right is. There. It's the yeah. safest thing to it's do. It's the safest choice you can make today. If we're all it's here, one... please go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon There link. is one thing you can do that is universally... Uh, noted as being the right choice to make, and that's to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon it's link. It's true. Yeah, everybody says If there that. are still internets. Many people have come up and told me that. Uh, and some of the best people have told me that. Some of the best people have told me that. I've got many friends, uh, you know, who, who come up and say that uh, going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link is the best way. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I remember going to, you know, with my parents growing up, and I would go, and I could go into the voting booth, the slot with them, hmm. and watching them punch out, you know, whoever it was they were voting for. But I don't think that I've ever actually done it myself. There may have been something like a school-oriented election or something like that that I was a part of, but for as far as this is, yeah, as far as voting for president, no. Uh, it's always been Yeah, it's always been me. bubble-filling for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... That must be kind of satisfying, though, to like be able to pop that well, little Well, I think there would through. be. I mean, this is so much more convenient and so much easier to get the vote out the way that we do it here in Oregon. It's one, one thing we do right here. There's a lot of things that Oregon does wrong, but this is something that we do right. And I know we're not the only state that does this, uh, but the vote-by-mail system is really great. But, yeah, there's a lot of people out there right now that are waiting in line. That have been up since, you know, 3 o'clock yeah, in the morning. It, and, just getting li- and it I cannot it so believe hard. that that's still, like, that's the way that it's done. That's just insane. I don't know if it's necessarily punching out the, I'm sure there's some places that still no, have No, I mean, but, like, chats, having to wait in like line electronic. for 14 hours just to be able to, like, exercise your right to vote. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, you don't realize, like, Oregon seems so ass-backwards in a lot of things. But, I mean, we're really progressive when it comes to, like, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I know that, you know, there's a lot of ones that are... Uh, that have done this now too, but yeah, it's it's a great system. It's really cool. But yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever done the punching thing. There will be something satisfactory, I think, about doing that. Mm-hmm. Instead, we just fill in the little bubble and then uh, and then mail it in. Um, but yeah, so all this is going on today, and we're we're thinking about it, you know, because we don't want to get into uh, our show, our whole show. The 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 design of Fun Employment Radio is to provide you an hour of respite from whatever it is that's going on and your problems, your or, or whatever's happening in the world, you know, we can't ignore that this is happening. But we, I did think about something that but we need to do. Way. Like, but we can take it and put it in a stupid turn. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And so you're stressed about politics. Let's let's uh, fun employment radio this subject up. No, and this is what I was thinking about beforehand of all of the fictional presidents that are in movies and televisions. Uh, movies and televisions. They're in the televisions. 
Oh, wow. I just said that. Sport game. No, oh, no. In the televisions. You know, when I, I think was a we've kid, lost our. No, I think we've lost our abilities to speak. No, I'm no, I'm fine. I'm. It just did remind me You're of something. Best. When I was a kid, uh, I used to think that the that television was real. The people actually were in the box. Like when I was like did. three or four years old, I didn't understand they weren't that. You know, it, I, the way I thought it was, that was a window that kept the people in there. And so if the TV broke. So they were tiny people? Yeah. So, but if the TV broke, they'd all come pouring out of the window. And I used to, when I was at home, like Perry Mason was on for some reason 24 hours a day. And like I said, I lived out in the country, so I only had like five channels. No, less than that. Like four channels. So Perry Mason would be on, and there's always the courtroom scenes where they're yelling and screaming, and I would be terrified. I would stay way away from the television because I didn't want to actually accidentally break it and have all those angry people come pouring out of the television into the living room. And that's, that's what I thought. Wow. Yeah. And you were making fun of when we had when uh, Lane Moore was in here, and we were talking about thinking that you could go into a, a parallel universe through mirrors. And that's weird, but you think that there are little tiny yes, people I, behind I was, a window? I was three and four. <laughs> that's a little bit different. That's, I don't know. That sounds like you're, you're making up some approximate ages. I'm thinking that it was a little closer to 10 or 12. Oh, it was not 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's what I used to think. Oh, yeah. So, assume on the chat. KPTV lunch with Perry Mason. Yeah, it would be on during the day. Yeah, Perry Mason. That's how it would work out. Uh, anyway, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So the fictional presidents. Fictional presidents oh. that have been on movies and TV shows. Oh, I need to say mine immediately. Well, no, there's a lot of different ones you can choose. I mean, there's there's tons of different choices. There's only one. Of all that you can say. And I'm, I'm curious for people in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. Now, think about this, though. Here's the, here's the premise of mine. this. Yes, okay. Here's the premise. You, you have to give it a fair, fair think it out I here. am. You're talking and we're thinking. Um, who would you want to be president? Who would you elect president out of all of them? Say they were all running right now. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's ever played a president mm-hmm. on a movie or television show, who would you elect to be president? I can't believe that we're going to have who to peek with the first answer, but I know exactly who I'd vote for. Good morning. Well, we didn't have to peek at the first answer. But... In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. Oh, you're saying that that's that President Whitmore is the best? The largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. 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 That, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. President Whitmore, Greg. President Whitmore. Bill okay, that's, that's what you're going with. Bill Pullman. Well, we has... have other choices, Sarah, and time to fill. So I'm going to say there's some other things. No, no, there's, there's, there's a lot of choices, though, you can make. See, oh, so here's you the thing. You asked me, so I told you. Okay, let me tell you about Whitmore, why I would not... Why I would not vote for Whitmore. Oh, all right. No, I agree. I'm, I'm rolling up my sleeves. All right, shit's about to get okay, real. Okay, Whitmore is... Insp- Whitmore. Whitmore's inspirational. Whitmore's inspirational. Um, it's being noted in the chat right now. So I want to hear some, some things, some thoughts on if you were to vote for President Whitmore from Independence Day. Now, he gave a good speech. He gave a good speech. I'll give you that. That was he, good. And not only did he give a good speech, but he was able to... Talked to all different military bases from all over the world. Well, he didn't do that. Yes, he did. That was his staff that did that. He well, didn't and, accomplish and that. And Jeff Goldblum, I mean, together they did it. Well, he did. He gave good speech. He gave good speech and motivated everybody. No, he got a scientist he killed. Them. Yes, he got his wife killed. He got I his mean, wife spoilers, killed. Spoiler alert. Well, for a 25-year-old movie or whatever it is. No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I don't think uh, Whitmore is really fit to be president. I don't think I would vote him in. I think he would be a great, like, maybe a secretary of state. You can put him into that. But I, he's not worthy to be president. He avoided all. Okay, here's he how. He kept his no. calm when there was an alien invasion. Here's what a bad president he was. Here's what a bad president he was. So, 
uh, pretty much most of the human population is annihilated. You're the one person that's rallying and motivating people to, to stay alive and keeping things organized. Without him, there's absolute chaos. His military people he had under him were clearly, you know, whack jobs. He had to fire one of them who's going to come back, and you know that guy's going to cause revenge somehow. So he, what does he do? He hops in a jet plane when there's plenty of other qualified fighter pilots that could have been in there. weren't. There weren't. They were well, all, as you okay. said, they were, they were being annihilated. There, there was Randy and he Quaid needed, that they was needed in there. More, <laughs> okay. They needed more people. Maybe. But, but the thing is, where was he there leading all those people that were on the ground? What if, what if he gets hit? They weren't fighting for persecution against persecution. They were fighting against annihilation. Okay. Then if you go with that route, if he was supposed to be the hero, why do you let drunk Randy Quaid go fly up into the plane? Because they need someone to die. They need a sacrificial lamb, and Randy Quaid just happened to be oh, the drunk sacrificial well, lamb. My missiles don't work. Oops. Yeah, no. I, I think I am I am telling you right now, I'm not so you sure so about You so wish that you would have been able to play Randy Quaid's part in Independence Day. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, well, it, playing any kind of a Randy Quaid role would be fun. I mean, that's just a that's just a fun thing to do. Not the role of insane conspiracy theorist, runaway Canadian. Is he guy. still in Canada? Randy I, I Quaid? Believe so him and his crazy wife? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Because he's. Is like some kind of tax evasion or something? Yeah, is that what it was? Something or other. He's going to get arrested if he comes back to the yeah. U.S.? Yeah. I think there are things like, you know, like airwaves or like speaking to him well, through his have teeth you or watched something. some of his videos? I tried. It was just I, oh, they're weird. I couldn't stomach it. They are weird where he has the mask on and then, oh, yeah, it's just strange. Look up Randy Quaid videos. There's there's some ones. Uh, Cammy in the live chat says, was Randy Quaid actually acting in, in Independence Day? That's, that's, that's a fair question. He may have thought it was real. Well, anyway, so you're going with Whitmore is going to be as good. Well, I was trying to think of some of the other big name presidents that we could have. Hmm. You know, and you've got uh, Martin Sheen from West Wing. Oh, I never watched that. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see him being a calm, collected. I mean, was he calm and collected when he yeah, was playing from the what president? I watched, okay. From what I watched of it, you've got. Uh, and we're, we're trying to listen some list some of these out. President Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> Camacho would be fun. That'd be the one you want to hang out and party with the most. Oh, yeah. For sure. Definitely Camacho. That's who I want to go have drinks with. However, I don't know if I would really want him to be president. So Camacho's definitely from, uh, why am I blanking on? Idiocracy. Yeah, from Idiocracy. Thank mm. you. Which, if you've never seen Idiocracy, go see All right, Idiocracy. Now that I'm thinking about presidents, what about uh, Kevin Klein in the movie Dave? Do you remember that movie? Was that the one where he was a single president or he was single and he was dating or something? No, but what movie are you talking about with that one? I fucking love that movie. It was where, yeah. Was was that Bill Pullman also? But I think that was. Was that Bill Pullman also? How many times has he played president? Um, Because he's or very play, regal play and presidential. President. So, I mean, Bill Pullman clearly needs to play that. No, Dave was Kevin Klein and uh, like something happens to the actual president and uh, the character. Oh, he's the Dave, stunt double? Yeah, he looks exactly like him. And so he steps in to run the country while something else That's... is happening to the real president. And it turns out that he's doing a better job than the real president. Okay, okay. Then what was the one where... Michael Douglas, thank you, and Annette Bening. Oh, that, mo- is that the one where Michael Douglas was single and... Yes. And he was dating? And he was dating, yeah, Annette Bening. She was like a, a reporter. Yeah, okay, that's that's a possibility. I loved that one. What was that, The American President? I think that was what it was called. That might be it. I think mm-hmm. you got it right. I loved that movie. Of course you did. Oh, God, that's the best movie. Uh, other, other notable fictional presidents, Dennis Haspert from 24, also the Allstate insurance guy. Mm-hmm. There's him. Mm-hmm. 
Although he seems like he has to have uh, Jack Bauer solve all of his problems, so I don't know if he'd be necessarily. Yeah, the you best. don't need a president who needs someone else. To solve I like that problems. guy, but I don't know if I'd want him to be president. Mm. Yeah, and there's that that guy. Uh, oh, I'm leaning like less against uh, less. Uh, I'm leaning away from Bill Pullman and now closer to Michael Douglas from the American president. Why? Because he was single and dating and fell he in was love downright while he was inspiring. Oh, okay, all right. <gasps> oh, you know who wasn't a good president hmm. in the movies? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton in Love Actually. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that movie. He's kind well of enough. evil. Like, they kind of make. No, because. Uh, he well, it's kind Billy of, Bob Thornton. I know. Well, he's. So Hugh Grant is playing the prime minister, and Billy Bob Thornton comes in, uh, and he's playing, like, the asshole, like, grab ass American white. Oh, that sounds actually kind of familiar. Um, yeah, some, like, you know, cock waggling guy who's just like, oh, this is America, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets, like, a talk down, a smack down from Hugh Grant. Oh, okay. Hugh Grant. Mm. Oh, actually, I don't and believe he was the that prime, you should he was be the proper doing prime minister. Yes, 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 yes. But, 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 I, but actually, I'm quite, quite nervous over the situation here that's developing. All right, that was my, that was my Hugh Grant. Thank you very much. Mm. Yes, uh, Eddie in the chat says Michael Douglas had Aaron Sorkin filling his mouth. How could he not be the best? That's true, and that's a really weird way to phrase that. Actually, that's Eddie, a very strange way to phrase that. <laughs> uh, Alex in the chat is going back to the President Bartlett from West Wing. So that's who, that's who she would like. Would be President Bartlett. So there's there's some good ones. Now there's also, you know, going down the list here, we've got, uh, yeah, Martin Sheen, Harrison Ford from Air Force One. Oh, that's a good now one. That's, that's a that's somebody who can solve a problem. I mean, he cl- climbs through an airplane. Spoilers, you know, to get to was that Gary Oldman in that or I can't remember who the bad guy was in that. Maybe it wasn't Gary Oldman. Oh, he plays such a good bad guy. Gary Oldman's fantastic bad mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, one of the best of all time. Uh. I think Harrison Ford would be a pretty, pretty good president. I think I would go with Harrison Ford, like his character in Air mm-hmm. Force One. What's his name? Uh, Jack. Uh, I forget. Anyway, Harrison Ford. There. That's that's another one. Although one that would be a terrible president, but would be pretty entertaining. Kevin Spacey, Frank Underwood. Now, Claire. Oh, I'm Jesus. just a you simple just want man that from North to try Car- and do from South Carolina. Accent. Now, Governor, I'm only here to do your bidding. What happens when a dog bites you? You either muzzle it or put it down. I'll muzzle it for now. Ew. <laughs> Frank Underwood. I don't like it when you now, do Now, if you choose me to be your president, I would be so inclined to do your bidding and serve the people of this great country. Well, I didn't country. know that we were talking about this, and I've yeah. watched so many movies with fictional presidents, and then, like, every- Morgan Freeman... Has played the president more than once. Morgan Freeman, yeah, that's true. He's played God. I mean, Morgan Freeman can play anything. Yeah, all right. There is Morgan Freeman and God. But what would he do? He'd just sit there and talk to you in his... Well, no, he's played the president in several movies. Oh, Frank Underwood and, and Morgan Freeman are kind of similar. Similar-ish. They're not exactly the same, but there's but they're, the same they're, they're voices. The voices, yeah. A little bit. Went down and the, what, what were the ones? Uh, never mind. I'm trying to remember his uh, speeches from some of his movies. Yeah, we don't need you to Went go through all. Went down to nail. No. Oh yeah, the American <laughs> and president though. And it never made it out of that shower. He was not the same. Okay, anyway. What is wrong with you? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do some Morgan Freeman. Anyway, so those those are some of the options. I'm trying to think if there's some other ones that would be good. If anybody has any other lists and you're listening live, go ahead and drop those in there. Well, now so, I want to go home and watch presidential movies before, like, but happy presidential movies. <laughs> like the American president. Like the American president where him and Annette Bening fall in loving love because they realize that it doesn't matter that she calls him Mr. President. Mr. President. Mr. President. Ew. All right. Well, those are some options. I'm, I'm, try- I'm sure there's plenty of other ones that we could think of. But out of those, are you still going to go with with uh, 
Kevin Klein? No, I, I shipped it. Or it's, Bill Pullman, excuse I'm me. I'm going to go with, uh, I will go in order, Michael Douglas, Bill Pullman, Kevin Klein. Those would be your orders. So Those would be my order. President Bill Pullman. I believe Bill Pullman would be an excellent vice president. I think that Michael Douglas should uh, hold, uh, he should be the chief. Mm-hmm. And uh, wait, Kevin Klein. Wait, wait, what would he be? He, he would be the president. Okay, he'd be the president. Okay. Yeah, isn't that what he's, what are they called? What's the fancy Who name? Who are for? you voting for for president? That, no? Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Commander-in-Chief. Commander-in-Chief. That's what I meant to say. Thank you. Okay. So Michael Douglas, then followed by Bill, Bill Pullman. Pullman in Independence Day, and Kevin Klein Could be Secretary of State, yeah. And Dave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Okay. Boy, if I have to pick three, <sighs> it's tough. I might have to go – I might go Harrison Ford in Air Force One. It's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. It's pretty badass. I don't. I don't know what his policies are. Um, the followed by Morgan Freeman because he's just a stable, stable president. Oh, was Morgan Freeman? He was in Deep Impact, right? Was he the yeah. president in that? He's been president in a couple of different things. Yeah. I oh, Deep he's Impact. A, I don't think he only plays president or god now, mm-hmm. or wise man in some. You know, wise man dispensing advice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think. I think Morgan Freeman would be my vice president. Harrison Ford. He does would have be, the best voice out of anybody. Harrison Ford from Air Force One would be president. Morgan Freeman would be vice president. And in third place, maybe Bill Pullman, just because he'd be like, "Hey, how's everybody going? Hey, I'm Bill Pullman. I fly planes, man. I'm a wild card. You know, one of those kind of things. Wow. So maybe him. Maybe and he him. gives good speech. Yeah. You need someone to be able to give a good speech. He does give a good speech. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jack Nicholson and Mars Attacks. We did forget about him. Well, oh, let's throw one. that in there. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's better as an ex-president. He'd be the ex-president that shows up and has too many drinks. That's what he would be. So there we go. All right. So you're going with Michael Douglas from, uh, from the American president. I'm going with Harrison Ford from Air Force One. So uh, it's because this. was Morgan Freeman the president in 2012. He might have been. God, that movie was awful. I don't know how many times he's played. It seems like he's played played president. I think he every he time. has more than once, yeah. at least twice, if not more. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Hector Camacho 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 would be a. Uh, wait, it's not Macho Camacho. I'm thinking of actually Hector Camacho, mm-hmm. uh, President Camacho. Uh, that would be somebody. That's the number one person to hang out with and have fun. That's the number one person that you'd want to go out with. That's the fun president. Mm-hmm. I don't want a fun president. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. We've solved, we've solved that. Some of the world's problems right there. <laughs> Greg, I'm so proud of us. Yes, I am proud of us too. <laughs> Nothing else going on today. All right. Well, should we do some, some world of crazy? Yes, I have it right. Not that there, we need any more crazy today, but some fun world of crazy. Oh, Freeman, Freeman was also the acting president in Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah. How many times has Morgan Freeman played president? He should probably just be president at this point, except for didn't he marry his stepdaughter? Oh yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah, part. we just talk <laughs> I know about he, the like, characters. He's still like America's sweetheart, but everyone like tries to dismiss the fact that he is now married to his stepdaughter. Yeah. Okay, let's. Uh, I'll look this up while we're getting ready to. I just saw the best phrase on the internet. Out of context, nowhere. Cinnamon Hitler. What is that? What does that even mean? Think about it. Cinnamon Hitler? Not. Would it be orange? Okay. Yeah. Hello, my friends. It's true. Our current president is fun. No, well, well, yeah. We're talking about fictional. Done. Yeah. Fictional. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're. Yeah. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. 
Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Okay, this sort of freaked me out because as we talked about uh, a month from yesterday, we're going to be flying to Hawaii. Yes, indeed. And I'm so excited about it. Thank you, everyone, who's sending in your suggestions for what we're going to call the the Fun Employment Radio Goes to Hawaii series. Uh, I'll read a couple of them here in a minute. We've got some that have. And I will tell you, it's day two of Operation Hawaii. And I and we're have, still not settled on that name. I kind of like it. I'm not 100 percent on that. And yet. I have eaten day two. I've still eaten well, and I have ridden my bike everywhere. I rode my bike to work again. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Have not touched my car. What about the mac and cheese? I have not touched mac and cheese. Okay. I had a salad. I had a fucking salad for. Were you just last making night. fun of me for eating salads last week? You know what? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Ugh. Anyway. Okay, after the after World of Crazy, I'll read some. All right. Well, a snake was spotted on a plane bound for Mexico City when it started to slither out mid-flight from one of the overhead bins. Ew. They do not know how it got on the plane, but yes, there was. Do you remember the snake? It was a snake on a plane, Greg. Snakes on, snakes on a plane. Where's Samuel Jackson when you need him, right? <laughs> A video was posted to Twitter this past Sunday capturing a wriggling green reptile precariously hanging between the plane's ceiling and the wall before nearly nearly dropping down onto the passengers below. Ew. It's like slithering out of the... Yeah, so another person brought was able the to film snake this. on? It was a stowaway. Nobody brought the Who snake on. Who has a snake stowaway in your stuff? No, it did, like the snake got on the plane somehow. Nobody brought the snake, or at least they're saying that they didn't. Where was this flight from? It was from, it was bound for Mexico City. From where? But it where? doesn't say, uh, it says Aero Mexico fi- uh, flight. Mm. Bound for uh, Mexico City. Okay, it originated in Turian. Turian? T O R R E O N? Oh, I don't know. Do you know where that is? Okay. No, I don't. I have no idea where that is. All right. Well, yeah, so the snake made its way somehow onto the plane. And it was stretching down. It was long enough to stretch down over the overhead compartment and dangle down as it was dangling, almost landing on people, which would have terrified me. I'm already scared of flying to begin with. I don't want to. I mean, I don't mind snakes, but if they're po- like, you yeah. don't know if it's poisonous or not. I got to say, watching probably a lot of people have seen that video that's been circul- circulating on the Internet about Planet Earth 2, the series. You know, Planet Earth mm-hmm. was the original one, like 2006 or something. They've got a new one out, and it looks great. But there's this video of this baby iguana running away from sea snakes. It's it's like a, you're watching a movie. They couldn't have choreographed it better. Oh, it's, really? Oh, yeah. If you, you've not seen it, Mm-mm. oh, okay. After the show, I'm going to show it to you. Okay. Yeah. So it's that good. It's that good. Okay. But you will be terrified of snakes. <laughs> well, they were able to secure the reptile. Uh, after they landed in Mexico City, an investigation is underway as to how the snake got on board the plane. I think somebody did it. Like someone brought a random snake yep. on the plane? Somebody tried to sneak a snake on there and... They're snake they got, sneakers. They got busted. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where that snake came from. It was me. Yeah. I don't think that you'd be able to get through security. Honestly, I've never, flown, uh, I've never flown to Mexico, so I don't know. Okay. I mean, I've flown from Mexico to the U.S., but not a... Mexico national flight. Gotcha. I don't know how that works. Maybe you can sneak snakes in. Maybe it's a good snake sneaking Snake sneaker. Okay. Next up out of Shanghai. I'm keeping it light news today. Sure. By keeping it light, there's mm-hmm. uh, we're just going to go along with all these. Greg, more than 50,000 people have now broken a Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, for what? For simultaneously synchronized dancing in 14 cities. All 
the same time. It's happened in, yeah, in China. 14 Chinese cities. This happened in to break the world record for multiple site large scale dancing. Mm. Which is a thing. This happened uh, this past weekend. It's uh, almost 51,000 people performing a dance routine at the same time in cities including Shanghai uh, and a bunch of other cities. Okay. The footage shows the participants all wearing matching red outfits. Some of them, however, had to wear clear rain ponchos because it was raining in some of the cities that they were doing it. However, all 51,000 of them synchronized danced for a period of time. What were they dancing to exactly? I don't understand. Uh, it doesn't say what they're dancing. They're just they were moving around to. at the same time. No, they do, they were doing a choreographed synchronized dance. Okay. In 14 different cities, over 50,000 people. Okay. So this is uh, what it takes now to set a new Guinness World Record. So that's a thing that happened over the weekend. I'm going to work for Guinness World Records. So you just fly over to China and like watch people dance, and this is what you do. You just get paid to fly over all over the world and watch people do dumb things. Like, yeah, I can I mean, do that. We yeah. should have a show with Guinness Book of World Records. What, where we fly out for them? Yeah. Yeah. All right, write to them, see if they need some correspondence. You're like, oh, you don't um, want to watch 50, Talk about 000? a series where we would be great as hosts. We fly around the world to go see people break stupid records. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Uh, trademark. On whatever. What would we call it? I've got to think about it. you got to think about it. I mean, it just kind of came to me right now. Mm-hmm. We would be great at that show. Called, like, Record Breakers or something. No, nah, I mean, you just go out and interview them and... To possess them yes, to, try possess them to try to do this. Uh, oh, man. Okay. I'm, I'm done talking about it right now. Mm. I, I, lo- I like this idea. Okay. All right. Don't forget it. All right. So in San Diego, there's this zoo that exists, which I don't know. Of course, we all know the San Diego Zoo. But did you know that there was another zoo in San Diego that is actually a thing called the Frozen Zoo? No. Yeah. So really, it's a zoo there. That in has San Diego Zoo, or no? It's not near San. Uh, let's see. It's a few miles outside of San Diego. It's in an unassuming building called uh, the Frozen Zoo, which is basically described as an ark in a freezer. Now, let me tell you this: it comprises uh, basically this zoo com- is comprised of about ten thousand samples that represent roughly one thousand species and subspecies that basically are extinct and almost extinct animals and other oh, different creatures. A, okay, it's like a DNA bank. It's a DNA bank. But uh, it's a man-made creation, uh, creation with a freezer of vials that is basically saving you know the DNA and things mm-hmm. from other animals to try and reanimate them. So it's basically like a real-life Jurassic Park kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah, where they could. So it's anything from bugs to elephants, and they have the capacity to actually save these. And so they're at a future time where we can grow new animals. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. So the ARC is part museum to catalog the diversity of life and part resource for those who need samples for the research. But a third reason that they don't talk about very much is for reanimation or the possibility therein. So the technology does exist. However, if they're going to start toying with it yet, they do not know. But it's just being about like how many actual species they have there, which is over a thousand. Wow. Well, that's like there's the seed bank in I don't know, way north in like Norway or Sweden. I think it's in... I think it's an island off of Norway or something, but they have a seed bank there that's where even if uh, global warming were to occur, I think it's still high enough and it would be cold enough, but it preserves pretty much every kind of seed that's ever existed, and they have multiple samples so you could regrow food. Oh, okay. Yeah. When you kept saying seed bank, I was like, what the fuck are you it's talking about? It's a seed about? bank. 
Yeah, for, for actual seeds. Gotta make a deposit at the seed bank. Okay, nobody wants to hear about you depositing at the seed bank. Well, technological advances suggest there's at least, the, of course, the possibility to not only renew maybe possibly species, but also uh, lost ecosystems mm-hmm. to protect ones that are, you know, in... If you could reanimate one species, what would it be? Probably would be a dinosaur. It would be a woolly mammoth. Well, that's not a dinosaur. You just kind of went completely okay, opposite directions that's there. That's true. I'm sorry. You know, I don't need your like smarts trying to confuse me over here. Well, I didn't realize. No. That. Okay. How about I do a triceratops? You want a triceratops? Mm-hmm. See all the plates in their head and everything. All right, that's pretty cool. I think I would want nothing. No big like undersea, underwater sea creature. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Ooh, those would be pretty cool. Mm-mm. No, honestly, I just want a pet direwolf. That's what I would do. It'd be boring. I just want a dire wolf. It's a good time. Or I'd want to ride a dinosaur around. That would be pretty cool, too. Boy, that's a tough one. You might have to get back to me. Okay. Um, I'll just be waiting over here with bated breath. Okay. All right, so there's that. All right, this is one of the coolest things that I've read today, and this is out of Madrid, which, of course, is in Spain. Now, this is a new restaurant that is opening in Madrid that is going to be open to feed the homeless... With the profits that paying customers are actually already paying for their food. So what it is, it's a restaurant, it's going to be called Robin Hood. And it's a, it's a restaurant that's going to be open to paying diners during the day, offering breakfast and lunch. However, the profits that this place makes, which is the Robin Hood restaurant, mm-hmm. the profits that they make from any of the food that they sell to paying customers will go ahead and pay for a homeless person who needs their food paid for. Well, that's pretty cool. Isn't that awesome? So it's called, uh, the restaurant's going to be called uh, The Robin Hood. And although the idea is not to rob from the rich uh, to feed the poor, but to actually share by taking the profits from the people who can afford to pay for their food, and then in turn taking those profits and paying for food for other people who can't afford it. All right. I like that idea. Yeah, so this is the latest initiative um, from a Roman Catholic parish priest of the San Anton Church in Madrid. So his church has uh, become well-known for its progressive initiatives that include free Wi-Fi, virtual confession booth. Wow, it is Spain. Which I would never... A virtual confess. confession. Would you ever, like, talk on your phone and, and confess your deeds to your phone? No. Okay, yeah, it's a virtual confession booth. I don't booth. tell anyone about my deeds. Via smartphone app. Don't talk about your <laughs> deeds. Um, and you can also get free tea and coffee all day long at their place. Uh, so last uh, year, the charity organized a gala dinner for 200 homeless people on Christmas Eve when the food was prepared and served entirely by volunteers. So uh, the father's name is Father Angel, says that he hopes that the restaurant, which is opening later this month, will be the first of a chain of establishments providing for the down and out. He said he also wanted the homeless to share the experience and dignity of eating in a restaurant with other people rather than a soup kitchen. Wow. This guy is just like the coolest thing. That's pretty cool. Dinner will be served on, on, on actual dishes and they'll be given cloth napkins so when they eat just like everybody else. That's I think this cool. is an incredible idea. That's a really good idea. I've been to Madrid before. They weren't the nicest people. So that's good. That well, you know who was really nice? Father Angel. Yep. And his Robin Hood restaurant. Oh, no, that's great. So if you're going to be in Madrid, maybe uh, stop by there later in the month and uh, go see what that's all about because I thought that was really neat. Cool. Go to Barcelona, though. Barcelona's more fun. I'm sorry, what? Barcelona's. Barcelona is more fun than Madrid. Barcelona. I just hate Catalonia. No. And Greg, they're conspiracy theorists. They're all at Twitter today because speculation has now come out 
from one crazy British conspiracy theorist that is just causing is this the a goat? big the kerfuffle. Scottish goat? No, not the Scottish goat. Okay. No, British. Yesterday there was a, well, It's a British conspiracy theorist, not a Scottish British. goat. It's not a Scottish psychic bill, fortune-telling billy goat. Being Scottish, you're also British. But being British doesn't make you Scottish. Correct. You mm-hmm. could be. Exactly. <laughs> what? What? Well, a British conspiracy theorist is now coming out claiming that he has, in fact, spotted a sofa on Mars. What? Yes. A there are sofa? actually like there are seats, there are chairs, a sofa, a couch. Just a lounging section there. Yes, a recliner, a if you will. Well, a British conspiracy theorist is now claiming, so he's British, not Scottish, is now claiming to but have you spotted. Can be, you can be British and Scottish. Can't. Yes, I understand, but they're not one or the other. You can also be one or the other. No, if you're Scottish, you're British. But if you're British, you don't have to be Scottish. You could be English, you could be Welsh. Yeah, but if you're Northern so Ireland. it's a British person, so stop trying to force Scotland on them. I'm not forcing Scotland on you them. You really are. I don't know where where this person is from. He's, this he's British. gentleman conspiracy theorist. A British conspiracy theorist is claiming now to have been through his thorough research that he has found chairs on Mars, not one but two. Now the image that he is referencing, which is believed to have been taken recently by the Curiosity rover, shows several strange formations of rocks. However, looking at them closer, this British, not Scottish conspiracy theorist notice that one is U-shaped, while other appears uh, another one appears to have a shallow V-shape cut into its center. And he does believe, in fact, that these are potential seats for aliens who used to inhabit the Red Planet. <laughs> it's like the aliens' living room. Their lounge it's where they're their hanging lounge. out. Yes, this British conspiracy theorist. <laughs> alien sofas. Says he believes he has found alien sofas. And he believes that the rocks point to the fact that Mars used to be a populated planet. And that the chairs. The living room survived. Were actually used by aliens to sit on. To hang out. <laughs> well, he does say that he's pretty much 100% sure that his theory is 100% accurate. He also acknowledges that maybe. There could be a more simple explanation to the rock shapes. However, he's sticking with the the whole sofa thing. He really thinks Watching that's it. Watching Mars Wars together and stuff like that. Oh, his uh, his name is Art Alien TV, and you're it might wait. I'm sorry, what Art Alien TV? That's his, his last name is Alien TV. No, that's his moniker on whatever like chat room they found oh, him in. Oh, okay, all right. Art Alien TV sixty nine. Wrote, it may just be something that is shaped like a chair, but it does not look like a naturally eroded rock. And there is another interesting structure just to the right of it that also looks unnatural. The chair-shaped object is quite small, perhaps eight inches wide or less. So if it is a chair, it is for a child-sized chair. Or a child, yeah, it's for a child and a child-sized in scale. It may, well, uh, may very well be caused by wind erosion. However, it's very symmetrical in appearance and looks manufactured. I believe it is a sofa. <laughs> Alien sofas. I have never wanted something to be more true than After this. explaining his theory, he adds, An open mind is required when viewing images from other planets. One day our very survival may depend on it. On the alien sofas. <laughs> so, so he's already, he's even bragging that he's better than everybody else. Because he's able to see the alien sofas. Because he can see. He can see them. Do you think they had movies about people going to Earth? Probably. The Earthling. The Earthlings. 
Uh, so there's also, I didn't know this, I didn't realize that this was a conspiracy thing that already existed. There was also an image that uh, reportedly, to conspiracy theorists again, that is, showed a dead woman wearing a dress sprawled out on a rock. Have you even heard about this? What? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Seen this? Heard about it? Is that on Mars? On Mars. A dead woman laying out on a rock? It says that there's an image showing a dead woman wearing a dress sprawled out on a rock. On. What are they doing up there? I don't know. What are they building out there? Well, he said, so, uh... So the person who said that they saw the, the dead woman... How did they know on Mars she was says, dead? Let's see. They said they were looking at a bunch of rocks that looked like humanoid in shape. Okay. Oh, then looking at this apparent one, said that uh, I've seen hundreds of shapes, never looked human, but the woman's dress is raised up in the front and longer in the back, much like the ladies used to wear back in the 1700s here on Earth. It's a 1700s woman? It's a dead 1700s woman. Sprawled out on a rock, maybe next to an alien child's small chair on a sofa. These are all things that are happening, and you have to be... Bright enough and open-minded enough to see them, just like this guy, just Where like they watched uh, Mars Wars. Yeah, just like Art Alien TV sixty-nine. The open-minded. Four twenty. LOL. For life. Don't do that. There you go, my friends. Do aliens exist? Yes, they do. Yep. That's your concrete crazy. proof. Wow. See, it is the apocalypse, because maybe this was actually the true story. Probably were like, oh my well, god, there are alien sofas. I did declare 2016 the year of the alien. I thought it was the year of the Sasquatch. No, that was last year. Oh, okay. This is the year of the alien, where we're going to get concrete proof that there's aliens. We're getting close. I've already been right about my prediction about the Chicago Cubs. No. I think I'm, I'm on a good track here Don't for talk. this. But let's get, let's get back uh, really quick, before we do some ball talk. I wanted to talk about the... Uh, our trip to Hawaii, which is going to be happening on December 7th. We're going to be heading out there, and we'll be broadcasting and doing some shows from Hawaii. Mm. We're working on everything that we're doing. If you have suggestions for Kauai, send them to us, please. By all means, if you live on Kauai, let us know. You know, maybe meet up for a drink or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Uh, so just uh, let us know if uh, if you have any ideas about that. Um, now, we do have some, some uh, suggestions on what to call this series. So just a couple of them. We had uh, uh, Norm from Texas. Hello, Norm. Wrote in, said... Uh, Hi, Norm. Uh, tropical Blunders or Hallies in Paradise would be a good, good one. Oh, I like Tropical, tropical Blunders. Blunder. Yeah. Tropical Blunders. Because that could be like Blenders, but Blunders? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's just one idea. No, like, trop- like Tropic Thunder. Oh, Tropic Blunder? Yeah. Oh, so you want to you take it and turn it into that. Okay. Okay. Tropic Blunder. Yeah, that's not that's okay. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not still not sure if I'm sold on that one though. I'm taking a look here through, uh, and you can send them to us on Twitter at Funimp Radio, where you send this. Oh, some other people sent in the uh, scene from uh, from the Brady Bunch where Greg Brady uh, crashes when he's surfing. Oh boy! Let me try to reenact that. You should probably totally do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, oh, Port of Call Hawaii, Fun Employment Radio, Port of Call Hawaii. I like it. Okay, that's not a bad one. I can go with that, maybe. So, yeah, just keep sending those in. Send those in to us, funemploymentradio.gmail.com or on Twitter, at Radio. That's a a really good way. You can tag us on there and let us know. Awesome. Yeah. We need a name. Yes, indeed. Also, really quick, I do want to talk about something else. It's going to be happening on Thursday, this Thursday. I'm so excited. November 10th. And we really, really would like to see everybody out there that can come out because it's so much fun. 
This Thursday, November 10th, we're starting back up our Fun Employment Radio Bingo Nights at the Landmark Saloon at 4847 Southeast Division here in Portland. We are uh, proud to have two co-sponsors on this one, Small Town Brewery and their wonderful beverage, the Not Your Father's Vanilla Cream Ale, will be available out there. And also... Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. So they're co-sponsoring it, which is really fantastic. And bingo night, we're going to have amazing prizes from Asylum. Of course, right there, just off the corner of 37th and Hawthorne. Awesome. And you can find them right down there. By the way, I think in a couple of spots, previously I said 39th and Hawthorne for some strange, bizarre reason. Uh, you would be two blocks off if you went down there. It's 37th and Hawthorne. So they're just off of 37th and Hawthorne. Do you have their exact address? Yep, 3713 Southeast Hawthorne. 3713 Southeast Hawthorne. Asylum is wonderful, and they are providing some really, really great prizes. So that's this Thursday, November 10th at the Landmark Saloon. Get there by 6 p.m. We've or got, get there earlier. We'll be there. Well, yeah, get, out. get there early. That's why I said by you know 6 p.m. or 6.30 is really when we're starting. So get there sometime around there, and, uh, and we'll start at 6.30. It's free to play, so it's free prizes. I mean, it's, that's a pretty damn good deal, mm. and it really does support us a lot, and it's a ton of fun. If you've been out to these before, we have a really good time at these. So it'll probably last about two hours total, play as long as you want. I mean, all leave, summer, like any everybody, whenever I'd see them, they'd be like, oh, so when are you guys going to start up the bingo nights? I yeah. mean, people love it. So, I mean, get there. It's fun. It's bingo. Yeah. It's not, you don't need skills. <laughs> no. It's just a really good time. No. We just really want to see see you guys out there. So that would awesome. be really cool. Thanks a lot. Um, let's do a little bit of ball talk. A little bit of ball talk. FER, Fun Employment Radio Boy Watch. That is one suggestion. Boy Watch? Boy Watch. Oh, like Baywatch, I get it. That's awesome. Oh, that took you longer than I thought it would. I thought it's because everyone's always calling you, like, you know, man boy and stuff. I thought it was. I'm not a man boy, I'm a man. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Don't have a ton of stuff to get to here today. It's a a light, light in the world of ball talk. Do have this. Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors is a living video game. Steph Curry broke the record for the most three pointers in a single game, which I believe he held the previous record. He hit 13 three pointers in one single game of basketball. What? That's insane. 13 three pointers. And there's a video highlight you can watch of him. I mean, he's got defenders all over him. There's just, there's no denying the guy is. It's unreal. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. He is the alien. He is the alien. 13 three-pointers in one game. Steph Curry video game hero. Yeah, I don't uh, that seems like a lot of three-pointers. Yeah, d- yeah. I think he held the previous record at 12 if I'm not mistaken. But regardless, 13 three-pointers in one single game of basketball. Jesus. Yep. Uh moving on to ball talk. Let's go to something else here. Um really I've got two stories that I'll that I'll do. One is a heartwarming story. One is a, uh, ooh, ooh, that sucks kind of story. Which one do you want first? I want the sucks and then the good. You the, ooh, that sucks. Yeah, you always end with the positive. No, I'm making sounders here. Ooh, I'm ignoring them. I know, but I'm trying to get you to do it. Uh, Okay. Has to do with Reggie Bush. Do you know who Reggie Bush is? He's a, football player. He's the one that peed on Kim Kardashian, right? No. No, he didn't pee on Kim Kardashian. Not that I'm aware of. He dated Kim Kardashian for a while. Ray J supposedly pees on Kim Kardashian. Gotcha. Or peed on her. 
No, Reggie Bush did date her a while ago. But now he's dating a, uh, well, not dating. He was dating somebody who wants to be the next Kim Kardashian. And that is, here's what happened. So Reggie Bush, I guess, is married, but he had a uh, girlfriend on the side. And he impregnated said girlfriend of the side. 34-year-old oh, cocktail he's waitress. Married? He's married. Oh. Um, I don't know. Apparently they have some kind of thing. So I'll just explain what the story is here. So Reggie Bush uh, had sex with a 34-year-old cocktail waitress. He is 31. Monique Exposito is her name. And she got pregnant. And Reggie Bush and his wife paid the woman... $3 million to get an abortion. So this was our side deal. She got $3 million bucks. Wait, you said and, him and the wife? Yeah, I guess the wife, you know, well, was part of it too. He's mm. still married, as far as I can tell. And, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they have some kind of arrangement. Maybe they're not together now. But the wife was part of it, because the wife believed. The wife was there for, for the payment as well. Mm. So they paid this woman $3 million to have an abortion and to make it just go away. To keep it quiet. Oh, I'm so assuming since you said this isn't a good story, how did that turn out for them? Well, she is now six months pregnant. She did not, in fact. She took the three million dollars and looks like she took the three million dollars. She did not get the abortion, and now she has publicly put out her wish list for the for the baby. She is publicly shopping for a new home what is on this, the beach in what's Miami. What's name? Her name is Monique Exposito. And I guess what this woman does, she's been trying to do this for years with a professional athlete. So she used to date Alonzo Mourning. Oh, Jesus, she looks like a piece of shit. She used to date Alonzo Mourning of the Miami Heat. And she got fertility treatments to boost her chances of... Oh, that is so fucked. Are you she kidding? She is, you know, and I, I'm not... Trying to shame anybody, but this is the definition I'm of a gold. I'm shaming them. This That's, is a gold digger. That is awful. What a yeah. horrible person. I mean, Reggie Bush is a horrible person for cheating on his wife as well. Well, totally. And so she used to date, yeah, Alonzo Mourning. Now she is going to have Reggie Bush's child. She is uh, getting ready to petition for child support, which, I mean, as she should if she's having the kid. And uh, allegedly, well, this is one of her sources. This is coming from TMZ that her, her source said she wants to be like one of the Kardashians. That's that's her main goal in life, I guess. Oh, God. She's, in a well, world she's gone up from a cocktail waitress to now she's got three million bucks. Reggie Bush's kid is going to have a house in Miami. And she's going to have child support from him. And he's he's worth millions. He's not like a. It's women you know, like her top, that top set women back. Like that's such. That it's pretty. Pisses, sh- it's pretty shitty. That's so shitty. Yeah. Like seriously. Like not only is she saying like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take your money. I'm going to lie. Yeah. I'm going to try and make a career for myself. Then I'm going to sue you for child support, take fertility uh-huh. payments, and then my dream uh-huh. is to become a Kardashian. Yeah. Fuck that woman. Yeah. God. Yeah. Pretty awful. That is person. a whole pile of gross. I mean, pretty awful person. But Ugh. that is what she's let's doing. Let's not ever say her name again. That's like because we never say the the other okay. name. Okay. Ugh. 
Well, that is what's going on. So that's Reggie Bush's situation. All right, tell me the good thing. Okay, let's move on to the good thing. This is just a testament that humanity still has some good people in it. So the New York City Marathon happened. And, of course, they have a Paralympic side to it as well. And there was a Chinese Paralympic athlete. So I, I believe she was the first ever Chinese Paralympic athlete to compete in the New York City Marathon. She's in a wheelchair. And her name is, I'm going to try not to mess up her name, but Zhu Li Hong. Zhu, I think is how you, or Zhu or Zhao, I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Mm. Z-O-U, I'm not sure how you pr- would pronounce that. Zhao, maybe? Zhao sounds right. I'll say Zhao. And she was competing in it, and she um, actually won the gold in the Rio Games, in the Paralympic Rio Games. And she won it over an American named Tatiana McFadden, who was favored to win the gold in the Paralympic Marathon in Rio. She lost to this Chinese woman, Zhao Lihong. Okay. So they were competing. They were both in this wheelchair marathon in New York City. About halfway through, uh, Zhao got a flat tire. Oh. Yeah. And I guess generally, and I didn't know this, but generally when they're competing in the wheelchair one, they carry a spare tire with them, but she only had a patch kit with her, and it wasn't good enough. And so she was in the middle of this marathon. She just crossed um, so somewhere in the middle of New York City, you know, and this marathon's going on, and she doesn't speak English at all. And there were a couple of bystanders who just happened to be there. Because you know, they have kind of people who, who watch along the side of the track, but I guess there weren't a whole lot of people watching at this section of the, of the marathon. Mm-hmm. So there were just a couple of bystanders, and they saw she was having problems, and they walked up. And it was uh, three people, a software engineer, a marketing rep, and a New York City police officer, a 24-year-old police officer. And they walked up to her, and they saw she was having problems, and they, they figured out you know, that she, she, her tire was ruined. And it's like, well, you're not going to be able to compete. But they, they were trying to figure out how to communicate with her. Luckily, one of them had a phone with an app on it, and so she started typing in Chinese, and they ended up being able to have a conversation, and uh, you know, and she was upset, you know, because she couldn't compete, but they sat there and stayed there with her. They got her a vehicle, and uh, you know, get her some clothes, because she was freezing. Oh, yeah, I bet. Running. Yeah, competing in this thing, and got her back to it, and they all posed for pictures of her smiling, you know, even though her She's competing in this thing. She's a gold medal winner, and they had no idea she was a gold medal winner. Oh. They didn't know who the hell she was. Yeah, Just like yeah. Some poor woman competing in this who didn't speak English, and they didn't know what was going on. So they helped her and got her back. And then at the end, that one of them that were that was helping her looked her up online, and they were like, "Holy shit, you're a gold medal winner!" Oh my god. And uh, and they got her back to her hotel, and it was it was just a, it's a good story. It's one of those things where at the end she said, "Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed, but." Um, I guess this American woman, the woman who ended up winning the New York City Marathon, uh, this Zhao said that, yeah, Tatiana McFadden is my hero. Like, I look up to her. I guess this woman had lost her leg in 2009 and had never competed. And so she's only been doing it since 2009. Oh. Won a gold medal this year. Really cool story. That is. Yeah. And, I uh, like happy stories. Yeah. And she got back to her hotel. And she said, uh, sport changed my life in China. Having a disability is considered shameful, but sport shows it's not. Is, oh, is that's words. cool. Yeah. So, well, that, I mean, that's too bad that they considered it well, I mean, that's shameful it, there. But that's you know what? But I'm glad but, that she got past the shameful part and was able to yeah. make it a positive part of her life. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. She said, McFadden is my idol. She's a legend and she's happy and she wants to come back to New York again. It was a good story. I thought it was nice. I like people, it. Random people helping other random people. There are still that's good the in this world. That's the way the world should work, yes. Even though they couldn't even speak, and that's the beauty of oh. some of those apps now. 
Man, oh, like in that episode of Black Mirror, which I won't reference anything else, but I'm just saying, like, if you watch Black Mirror, you know, where, like, you speak in that box thing and it comes out the language. Oh, yeah. Microsoft has Which that. is so fucking cool. No, Microsoft is legitimately, it's a, it's a working babblefish where you. That's what it, yep. Yeah, where it, right now I think it can do 30 languages where you speak into it and it'll repeat it back in whatever language that you're asking it to do. And they're working on having it to where you can have whole conversations through this app and everybody would just have their earphones in and. You can just have a normal conversation mm-hmm. in completely different languages. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, my God. Traveling and then being able to have access to something like that? I mean, you can do it now with a downloaded app. It's Holy a little bit crap. slow, but you can do it. I mean, they clearly did it. Anyway, there we go. All right, so some good in the world. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. <sighs> All right. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm, I mean, it, it's... It is what it, it is. It is what it is. You wait and see. Mm-hmm. You wait and see what's going to happen. So, All right. Well, uh, results are coming in, you know, throughout the day. It's 1 p.m. here Pacific time, just for reference, on uh, November 8th, 2016. So there's our timestamp right now. Okay. And regardless of, uh, of whatever happens, we will be back tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow. And we really, just to say it again, Thursday. Come on down to Landmark Saloon. Yes. We would really like to see everybody. No matter what happens We can all give each other hugs. Either hugs of celebration, hugs of sadness, whatever. Whatever it is. Greg wants to hug each and every one of you. Well, I didn't go that. I don't know. Greg wants you to pick him up. No. Greg wants you to pick him up and carry him around like the little prince that he is. No, that is not. And call him little prince, please. No. No. (laughs) I do want to see people down there. All right, see, if you show up, then Greg is telling you he wants you to come down there, so he will let you pick him up. No, him around you still bit. have to pay up on a bet from cornhole season that you never did. What? What are you talking about? Um, who won every single one of them? Not a clue. This guy. A dog that you're whistling to? What, what's going on over there? This guy. I think you should have to wear a shirt of my choosing. Yeah, that's not happening. Hmm. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. If you're a subscriber to this network, thank you. We love you. Thank you very much for doing that. Yeah, I mean, we, really I, we love you just it. listening to our show, but subscriptions do help. I mean, we do have bills to pay, and six ninety nine a month. First week is free. You get to listen to the show live, and it's not just listening to the show. We have a replay stream all, all the time. We have uh, exclusive stuff, and we have other shows on the network, like coming up later today at about 5.30. We'll be Eat Food Already with Jeremy Eli and Robbie Pankow, and so they'll be doing their show this afternoon. I don't know if Guys and Balls is or not. They might be doing it, but it'll be something else to listen to if you're uh, getting tired of some election coverage. Mm-hmm. Tune in to Fun Employment Radio. So funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe awesome. is where you can do that. Yes, indeed. Equal rights to everybody. Cammy, do not hug. Nobody, no, nobody hug me from behind. Give him a gentle caress from behind and like whisper in his ear. No, don't. No. Just do it. No. Maybe get your lips a little too good. Your lips can maybe brush against his do ear Do not a brush bit. your lips against my ear. Oh my God. I would freak the hell out. Not because. It's a gentle brush. No, I'm so jumpy as it is. Oh my God. I would accidentally punch someone. It would be an accident, but it would happen. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Thank you. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that... 
Words should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution. But from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. To exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day.